Hi there, my name is Lindy van Yerden and welcome to the Be Known Podcast. If you are feeling stuck and craving more from your life, then you are at the right place. If you have kids running around like I have and never find time for yourself, you are at the right place. If you want to change your life and build a side business to call your own, you are at the right place. Grab a cup of coffee and join me. I'm also a busy mom, so I promise to keep things short and sweet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's begin. Welcome and today we welcome Claire Adescott. Claire is an entrepreneur with three businesses and she is a dog nutritionist and mindful drinking coach and now uses her experience to help others create passive income from their businesses with online memberships and courses. Welcome Claire. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for for, um, allowing me to interview you live. Um, I have been so excited for this interview um, because I feel like you are such an interesting entrepreneur and I think there's so many people that can learn from this because you have not only one but three businesses and three very different businesses and I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there which are multi-passionate and they don't necessarily know which route they should go in. So before I overwhelm you with asking about all three businesses, I think let's maybe start a little bit with some background. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit more about what your journey has been like. Sure, yeah. Um, I I started off in uh, a long time ago um, in the corporate sector, um, working for an airline, and I did project work with them, uh, project management and, and design with them. And then um, when I left them, I then moved into the charity sector, and I worked um, there doing event management. Um, and I was specifically training midwives, helping with midwifery training, um, which I absolutely loved. Um, and then I moved to the coast I moved from London down to the coast and so had to kind of start working from home and trying to work I stayed with the charity and I was working from home um, and then um, we decided to have another baby so um, it was really it was a real struggle with do I go back to work don't I go back to work you know how do we deal with this and we were in a fortunate enough position that we could manage on my husband's wages so we decided that actually that was right for us for me to give up work completely and look after the third baby um and so then it came to going back to work when um, Emma started school and it was you know again it's all those questions what do I do do I go back into the corporate world do I go back into the charity sector um we had two dogs as well at this by this point in time and I really needed to be able to work from home um and so, you know, well, we had this push and pull struggle within myself as to whether I actually go back and get a corporate paid job or whether I decide to set up my own business. Um, and so that's what we, we we did. I decided to I'd already been doing a little bit of cake making and I'd had a, um, a really small business before that where I was making party bags for children because I could fit it in in really part time hours. Um, but they weren't what I would call kind of um business led they were for fun and on the side Mm. Um, and I needed something that was going to be a more reliable income um and be much more structured so that's when I set up the dog food company um because I had uh, one of my dogs had uh, lots of tummy troubles so we were trying to find a food that fitted with her um 
And when I started doing lots of research and things, I, I realized that one, nutrition was really important. And two, I had no idea what I was feeding my dog. Um, so it was kind of a question of looking at what labels said and all that kind of thing and decided to found my own dog food company so that I could help others who had doggies with problems in the same situation. Um, mainly from a family affordable point of view because there were some really good dog foods out there but they were just very highly priced and and we couldn't sustain that kind of cost every month yeah. um so i wanted to, to design something that was family friendly and i call that my first kind of proper in inverted commas business um because it meant it was structured i had a website i was doing business building i was running an email list and i saw so, and i learned so much about setting up a business and you know what that involved and um made so many mistakes with you know with doing things you think you should be doing and then thinking oh my goodness that wasn't the right thing to do and you know correcting it auto correcting and things like that um and that was really lovely i loved that I loved working with people love working with dogs um and so that was really good where i struggled with that business was um um, kind of competing with the big boys, if you like. And so I very quickly realised that it was only going to stay small and that what people loved about me was that I was local and I was small and I knew them and I knew their dogs and their dogs' habits and their, everything that they enjoyed, you know, what their dogs enjoyed and didn't, mm. which then meant I needed to supplement with another income. Um, so that's when I set up Mindful Sips. I founded Mindful Sips because I gave up drinking for a little while. I took a break from the booze and actually couldn't believe the impact it had on my body. I did it for health reasons. Um, I put on a lot of weight and I was having a lot of health issues that didn't really have any foundations. There was nothing concrete that could be diagnosed. Um, and I just couldn't believe the change in me, um, in my body mentally and physically. And again, started looking around for some external help, trying to work out what do I do next? Where do I go next? And I found that there was lots of information out there about um, going sober completely, entirely giving up drink forever. Um, but there wasn't much in the way of um, helping you kind of find a holistic route that wasn't therapy led that you know that I wanted something that was way that was more holistic and that went with my mind worked with my mind and my body um and so I decided to make a start a company up helping other women do the same thing that I had done which was holistic, holistic ways of giving up drinking for a short period of time um so that's kind of the background between that behind those two companies um, and more recently, um, I've absolutely fallen in love with a platform called Kajabi, um, which is an all-in-one uh, membership and courses online platform. Um, and so I now help women get their businesses from a physical business to online. Um, so they have, it might be somebody who offers a one-to-one -one service such as Pilates or yoga, um, and they have decided that they need a passive income themselves um, and they continue to do the one-to-one -one work but of course there's a time for money trade-off there um, and um, so I help women kind of add on an online passive income to what they're already doing using Kajabi as a, as a platform. 
that's absolutely incredible and I love to hear how you're turning your passions and the things that you're learning into helpful skills that you can now help and learn other people as well it seems like all of your I don't want to say problems but your messes have become your message to other entrepreneurs and helping them through that as well what would you say were some of the toughest lessons that you've learned with starting your own business? I, I, I mean, especially with the dog food, you mentioned at the beginning, there was a lot of lessons learned. What do you feel like were some of those biggest lessons that you've learned? Um, I think the biggest lesson I've learned overall is that there's no um, there's no one thing necessarily. Um, from those three businesses, they're all very different. Uh, I mean, the, the uh, Mindful Sips I was originally going to be um, a box subscription with physical products and things to pamper yourself with. And when we had the pandemic, I had to completely um, flip my thinking and think, well, now what am I going to do? Um, and so I had to, I needed to take it online in its entirety. And I think, you know, the dog food is very different to the Mindful Sips coaching, which is very different to helping women get on, get their businesses online. And I, I think when I first started out, I was so determined that this was it. This was the big business. This was what was going, what I was going to focus my attentions on and, um, and was going to be my full time income and was going to be really success. I was going to be really successful at. And as time has gone by, I've realized that I have to be very, very flexible in in my thinking and not narrowing down my options because of preconceived ideas that I had about running a business. Um, I think that's probably the biggest lesson. I think there's a lot of people starting out wanting to have the full picture, wanting to have the whole idea and how this all is going to play out. But something that I can say from my experience as well is it hardly ever works how you thought it would and you need to be flexible enough to learn as you go um, and also take it as it comes was that your experience as well yeah definitely 100% I think that you know to begin with as well I really struggled with that um, mental push and pull of of wanting it to be a certain way and realizing it needed to be a different way and the transition between those two things mm -hmm. um, it, it can be when you're when you're set on something because it's heart-led as well you know, two of those businesses that I have are so heart-led um it's very difficult sometimes to kind of say well I, okay well maybe this isn't quite what I wanted it to be but it'll be another version and I think they're ever evolving versions of our businesses from where we start and the things that we learn that we're continuously learning and growing and nothing is fixed um and when we're developing a business the, the products that we start off with are perhaps not the products that we end up with uh, the subscription mindful sips was a subscription box thing and it was supposed to be about pampering and nurturing and loving yourself and being kind to yourself um, and a, there was a physical element to that and I had to change that so it was an entirely online element um, the same with the dog food company I, I started off with a few different products where I was experimenting with different different um, products and how they affected um, different dogs um, and in the end ended up narrowing down to one product only and that was really counterintuitive to take things away take things off the market because they weren't working for me and only end up with one type of product was really really counterintuitive it's like well I'm I feel like I'm throwing away customers here mm. um but it was the absolutely the right thing to do because I needed it to fit in with my values and my branding and 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 how I wanted the product to affect animals which was to help improve their health and for, for better health, better longevity of life. Um, 
and so the you know that was kind of almost narrowing down and niching down to make it bigger and make it fit in with who I would want to be true to myself and sometimes having to let go instead of push more so there's a fine line and and learning about yourself in this process of starting a business of when should I be pushing harder and believe in this thing and when should you be willing to let go and start on something new something that's very interesting that I haven't heard you say at all especially talking about some of the hobbies that you've done before about the party bags and the mindful sips etc you've never referred to any of those things as failures have you found that you don't necessarily see them as failures and that it is just experience that you've built on and learning to grow from there? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the the party bags, which is where I first started out, was never meant to be anything more than something that would be fun to do that that um because I had lots of small children around me at the time with Emma you know we had school loads of school mums and everything so it was it was for fun and um and I really enjoyed doing it but what I did do was spent an awful lot of time and an awful lot of money on products and design um and it was in complete it was completely disproportionate to the amount of money that I was bringing in so I learned from that it was massively learned from that um, and then when I stopped doing that because of that imbalance and I started doing cake making again, it was for fun. I loved baking. I loved designing things. I loved making stuff out of fondant icing, making statues and all the all the other bits and putting everything together was um, was just such an incredible experience. And, it was, and but again, it ended up being that I could only do that locally. I couldn't post cakes anywhere. I couldn't. Yeah. So I was trading time for money again. Um, and. And that had limitations because Emma was still quite young. Uh, there was only so many hours in the day. And I also found that the where it was supposed to be something that would fit around us as a family, because I've got three children. So we've got two old, she had, she's got two older brothers as well, who were both at school at the time. Um, and I wanted this to fit in around us as a family. I yeah. found I was working really early in the morning and then working really late at night because those were the only times, especially through summer, when I could actually do things with the fondant because the heat affected how the fondant worked and I, and I thought I got to the point where I thought one I'm trading time for money again and two um this isn't working around family life <laughs> so you know something's got to give and so that's when um I decided to stop doing that but I learned so much about customer service and interaction from that the party bags was all about friends and fun and the cake making was very much about people pleasing and that customer interaction and working with another with another customer to get exactly what they wanted because it was all very personal to them um, so they both taught me so much before I then moved into the dog food which kind of combined both of those things so I don't think either of them are failures as such they were just stepping stones up to a better thing and, and I absolutely love that. And I love that that you haven't mentioned the word failure at all, which is why I was kind of wanting to go back to that because I feel like there's a lot of new business, new businesses or new business owners or people wanting to start something out and thinking, like you mentioned earlier, this is the one. Like this is the one that's going big. Um, and then life happens and it doesn't work out 
or you find something else or you find that it doesn't work for you or it doesn't work within your your family life or the boundaries that you want to set for yourself and I think that's brilliant that's that's great of you to share as well because some people will have one experience and then stop there because this was a failure people will see me as a failure why would they buy from me again but Mm -hmm. that is an amazing mindset to have from an entrepreneur to know that there is no right way to do this and I wish more new entrepreneurs knew that going in that there's no one right way to do it and this might not work out but you're not starting from fresh you're starting from experience yeah and you're building on that and it might be just a small business but then there might be a new business in a few years time yeah, absolutely. You can always digress to other things. And I think the the reason my businesses are all so diverse, so different from each other, is because things have happened to me in my life that then that then made me think, oh, hang on a minute, I could do something with this. And so they're personal experiences that have led me to start a business. And I think when it's heart led like that, you really do want to put in your effort and you really do want it to be a success. And it can be so easy to fall into the trap of following your passion so sort of single-mindedly that you forget that there's other ways out there's other ways other things you can do there's other other ways of earning income and it doesn't all have to be from one place yeah and it's so important that you enjoy what you're doing because that's the one thing that'll keep you going when things are also going tough is if you absolutely love what you're doing i've um i've i've heard you talk about the business and how you had to change and adapt. What was your approach to um, defining a niche and making sure that you and your business are in line with your customers? Again, it's an evolving process. With the dog food, um, I offered a range of products. And when I eventually, you know, I knew how I felt about wanting to help people who had dogs with other with similar troubles to the to the troubles that I had which was a gluten intolerance um they I didn't have the experience to know oh if I just offer that then that will then that's it Mm -hmm. so and I also didn't have any experience with branding either um so that and that's something that the other two businesses didn't give me was any kind of brand how do I build how do you build a brand put it on web you know build a website and build a brand and color schemes and fonts and all the other things that we love to work our way through that make everything look really pretty and match in with how we're feeling um, and make our customers feel that way too um, and so I think with the dog food that was um, that was a real steep learning curve for me um, I started a business course and worked slowly worked my way through that and eventually niche down to the one product that stood true to who I was um mindful sips was a little bit different because it was such um it was it's not a well-trodden path in business um there's a lot of issues around language like sober and giving up drinking there's a lot of preconceived ideas about those things and so that it isn't a well-trodden path. And so trying to find my market and trying to brand myself um, was, was really quite tricky. And I ended up going with colours that I liked and a look that I liked that felt loving and kind and compassionate. So that was really, that was much, that came much more from me rather than from my, what my customers wanted. Um, so yeah, those two things were really quite different to, to do with, with branding and values. Um, 
but brainstorming is always really good. <laughs> it's always really good yes, to dump everything on a sheet of paper <laughs> and what, try and work your way through it to find a direction. And I think there's a lot of people that think that the bigger businesses or the people that have done it for a few years know exactly what they're doing and they have everything figured out. But I don't know about you, but I still do brain dumping sessions where once a month or every few months, I will just put on loud music and just put down all of the ideas and just scrabble and just try and make something out of everything that's in our heads because there's so much that 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 goes on and that goes into a business. What do you feel like um, was some of the biggest, um, I don't want to say challenges, but challenges of managing your own business in terms of all of the hats that you have to wear as a business owner? I think that there's no right answer for that. There's no there's no one, well, if you do this, then you'll succeed in wearing all the hats. Um, I think it's such a learning curve and it's and it's so personal and your time management is is very personal and your um, you know who you have to help you um, is very personal and I think and who you know who you, who your community is as well I belong to a community of women who um, and, and I couldn't I, it took me nearly a year to decide to join that community of women <laughs> for business women and um, once I did I thought oh my goodness what on earth was I <laughs> I should have just done it from the beginning um because I built that community that uh, of women we we've become there's a, a, a few of us that have become really good friends and so 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 supportive to each other and I think that's probably the main thing that gets you going is not getting caught up on getting it all perfect to begin with yeah. I did that with the dog food I thought I had to have the brand colors the brand statement the the you know um the right font that etc etc um and I refused to, to kind of take myself any further until I'd achieved that whereas with mindful sips I very much went okay well I kind of I like, like the look of this I'm just going to play with it for a while and see what happens and then the pandemic hit which kind of I had to flip my thinking anyway and and um um kind of think on my feet um and now with the Kajabi um business I haven't even got any branding colors <laughs> I've got a Facebook group <laughs> literally I haven't um I haven't even gone so far with I'm just like right I'm going to set this up and I'm going to go um and Start so I think before you're ready yeah, that's it. And I just think there's no there's no set way of making it a success. And the more businesses I've had, the more I have to juggle as well. So I'm very much wearing different hats within different businesses each day. Mm. Um, planning is massive for me, making sure that at the end of every day, um, I'm still quite I do have an electronic diary, but I'm still quite paper based in that I have a diary and I write down my top three tasks in that diary. Um, and then appointments and things. And I, at the end of the day, I highlight everything I've done because it gives me a sense of achievement. And I think, I've, wow, look what I've done today. And I make sure I put my top three for the next day in the diary at the end of the day. So I kind of know where I'm going on a short-term basis. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the only way that I can really handle it, <laughs> to be honest. That's brilliant. Because I feel like that is something that business has taught me as well is to learn more about myself and how I am more productive and how I can work best because you're not in a corporate job and you don't have someone telling you what needs to be done you need to be the one to tell yourself um, and that has been so I, I think for new business owners that is something that 
I would say, listening to, from you now as well, is something to tackle on first, is getting to know yourself and what time management looks like for you and what structure looks like for you and your family and find something that you can do um, so that you can wear all of those hats. Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, my top three tasks aren't always big tasks either. You know, I'm not always you know, doing something that's really massive. And if I you know, if I've had a particularly slow day or for whatever reason, I'm just not feeling the love for working, um, I'll write down three really small tasks for the next day. And, and then I know when I get to it, I think, no, I've achieved today. I've done those three things that I set out mm. to do. And, um, it, you know, overwhelm is so um, is, is something that happens to us as, as entrepreneurs so easily. And it's, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with the long list of tasks that um, that you've got. I mean, I, I, I enjoy using Asana because it's really good to put everything into little project pockets. Um, and that helps keep the long list shorter because <laughs> when you know, whatever project you're looking at, you have a much shorter list and I can draw on that for, um, for my top three tasks, um, which helps me with overwhelm. So I just want to make a side note there. I, I've heard quite a lot of good things about Asana for everyone that's listening that do not know. That's like a project management tool and you can enter all of your data and what's the deadlines and what's been completed, et cetera, et cetera. I use monday.com and I've spoken to some other entrepreneurs that use Trello. So that's three yeah. very big names. Um, if you want to manage your time or you've got a team that needs to help you or you use a virtual assistant, everyone can use the same platform, what needs to be done, projects that need to be completed or campaigns or social media, et cetera. So just kind of a side note um, to that as well. Are there any other tools that you use as a business owner that you've found really useful? Well, you've um, mentioned Kajabi as well. So yeah, I think um, I use uh, I, I use a mailer, mailer light for my email scheduling for the dog food business. Um, and I have tried, I've tried lots of different ones to just find the right thing for me. I've used MailChimp, um, I've used Evernote as well. That's another project management tool. I used Trello for a little while. Um, and I think it is about signing up for the free stuff and then, and trialing it and seeing what you can, what suits you. Cause you find out pretty quickly whether you like the way the workflow happens. And it's so easy to transfer your information from one to the next, um, as you change your mind that, it, you know, it's it's a shame not to try and use as much as you can to get a good foundation of, of what you like. Um, and with Mindful Sips, I then moved on to Kajabi um, because it was an all-in-one platform that I really loved. So it was with memberships and courses and emails. Um, it monitors all your CRM. So it's a real all-in-one platform, which you pay a premium for. Um, but I wanted to have that ease of use rather than plugging together lots of free apps to try and make my business work. Um, so there's, you know, there's two different ways of doing it. When you start out, of course, you need to use all the free stuff that you can because you, you know, you're trying to keep the budget low and you are trying to make sure. And, and there's so many ways of integrating tools as well, isn't there? They, you know, when I first started out, it wasn't that simple, but now it really is very easy to integrate yeah. the different tools that you use. Um, so just play about, find, find your feet, find what you like. Um, yeah, I've used Zapier as well for integrations. And they also have, I think, three that's for free. So if you don't have a massive loads amount of, um, of different platforms and you can do with only three for free, that's, that's also, that also helps for all of the integrations. Um, yeah. 
So I want to move to a little bit more of a different question. But if you look back at yourself when you first started out, what advice would you give yourself before starting? <laughs> um, wow. Um, I would probably say to myself not to focus so much on getting it right. Um, spend more time getting it done and putting that out there um, and then tweaking it as needs be. Um, I was very worried about making a mistake and, and, and somebody judging me and or somebody thinking I was silly or that I shouldn't be in business or, you know, who does she think she is? My goodness, look what she's just put out as an email. That's rubbish. And I got so caught up in that that um, it stopped me from doing things. It stopped me from moving forward. And no, and no one's ever thinking that. <laughs> I think that's why, I, you know, I got so caught up in it. And it's actually, no one's reading my emails and thinking, oh my goodness, why is she in business? This, this has been written appallingly. No one's ever thinking that. Um, but we obviously worry about that, don't we? Because it's our, you know, it's us, it's personal. Um, so I think, yeah, that would be my one bit of advice to myself would be just go for it, be a bit braver, just go for it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be done. Yeah, done is better than perfect. I love that. Um, and I love that you are so open about sharing those feelings as well, because uh, I've seen this with a lot of female entrepreneurs having that imposter syndrome. And I've dealt with it as well. And would you classify that you've also had experiences with imposter syndrome and feeling like you've mentioned, who are you to be in business? Yeah, 100%. I still get it. Even now, you know, three businesses down the road, I, I still think, oh, my goodness, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Why am I investing my time and doing something again? You know, um, but it's what I love. And it's who, you know, that growth um, and that learning is what drives me. And I think when you're when you want to do that, and you want to succeed at what you're doing, because you're passionate about it you're always going to get imposter syndrome as it's like it's so normal for us to feel like we're not good enough or that we shouldn't be doing something um, and it's usually right when we're on the cusp of something great that we get this imposter syndrome that to hold us up um, yeah. and it's it's difficult to to drive on through that but we have to because if we don't we're, we're just holding ourselves back yeah i read um i read the book uh, the the art of no, the war of art uh, there's two books. So I think this was The War of Art. And he was referring to the ego. And we all having that side of the ego that tries to keep us small, that tries to keep us safe. And we need to see it as an external thing, like saying, no, today I'm not listening to you. Um, and who am I to start a business? Well, I have the experience. I have the passion for this and not listening to that ego side that tries to keep you safe. Because like you say, you're on the brink of doing amazing stuff. You just need to push past that fear and just keep going. Yeah, I think there's lots of voices in our heads, isn't there? I suffer with anxiety as well. And and, and when I hear that voice speaking to me, I, you know, I, I listen to it and say, okay, thank, thank you. Thanks, anxiety. Um, you know, you, you, and you're there for a reason and you're trying to keep me safe. But today isn't what I need. That's not what I need to hear. And, and then I try to listen to another more positive voice if I can. And it sounds very, a little bit woo-woo, but um, if, I'm, if I listen to the anxiety voice, then I'm almost giving myself permission to listen to the positive voice afterwards. Mm -hmm. and, that, and then I want to go with the excitement that the, that the positive voice is giving me to, drive, to help drive me forward. But I felt like I've still listened to the warning signs 
yeah. and decided to do something anyway and go ahead with whatever it was I was planning. I absolutely love that. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to wrap it up because I love that final message and you need to listen to yourself and listen to the positive voice and you need to keep going. So there might be a voice that says, who are you to do this? But if you're having that thought, then you are... Um, you are worthy of having that dream and having that thought and vision for a business. So thank you so much, Claire, for your time. I absolutely love talking to you. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, whether it be in the UK for the dog food business or for Mindful Sips or even starting their own business and wanting to take it online with Kajabi, how can they reach you? Um, my The dog food is UK based um, and that's all online at adascots.co.uk. Um, and on Instagram. Mindful Sips um, is international and uh, that's mindfulsips.co.uk and is also on Instagram. Um, and Kajabi is a very fledgling business. <laughs> At the moment, I just have a coaching group called Membership and Course Coaching with Claire on Facebook. <laughs> so keep, get in touch, join the group, and I'll be updating on there as and when I'm adding products and adding coaching. And I'm always available for one-to-one -one coaching um, just from, you know, just through using Messenger. Yeah, and I'll make sure to link all of those sites in the description so that no one has to go and search for it. Everything will be below. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening and staying till the very end. I really hope you enjoyed it. To get a free virtual coffee session with me, give me some feedback. Write a review, take a screenshot, tag me and send it to me. I will email you a link to book your session. Subscribe to my podcast if you want to hear more and see you in the next episode.